Welcome to Business Unveiled Podcast. This is the place where we help overwhelmed, time-starved entrepreneurs like you make the profitable shifts to get more done and get more out of life. I'm your host, Angela Prophet, award-winning eight-figure entrepreneur and CEO. And in every episode of Business Unveiled, I'm bringing you conversations that will give you the expertise and strategies that will scale your team and business so you can get shit done. That's GSD in our world. So get your time back and grow a business that helps you be present in your life. Let's do this, y'all. Today's podcast is being brought to you by one of my favorite, favorite video apps called Vlog Easy. What you're going to love about this app is that you can do two main things with it. The first thing that I use it for is if I'm doing planned content videos, it actually edits for you. It's called jump cutting. There's no other app that does this. It saves me hundreds and hundreds of hours of editing. So you can create amazing videos in no time by using this app to promote your business. It will help you grow your business, bring brand awareness, and convert sales. In addition to the jump cut feature, there's over 5,000 royalty-free photos, videos, and stickers, and you can share it to any platform. You can video in different ratios. You can do it in vertical, horizontal, square. The second way that you are absolutely going to love using this app is to vlog throughout the day. So you can start it in the morning, vlog throughout the entire day, export it at night, and place it on any of your social platforms. And if you're into Instagram like I am, and you can export it in 15-second increments specifically for your Instagram story. This will become your go-to app to wash, rinse, repeat your content. For an exclusive rate, and you get an amazing deal if you use my link, go to angelaprofit.com slash vlog easy. And that's V as in video. Hi, y'all. It's Angela. I'm back for another episode of Business Unveiled. And today, everybody needs this. Everybody needs this in their business. If you think that social media is going to run your business for you and you are relying 100% on a platform, you got to stop because one day you might wake up and that platform is gone. So you want to own your own audience. You want to have a website. You want to, you don't have to be an expert in technology, but you want to educate yourself just to the point of knowing enough to make sure that as a business owner, you're doing the right thing to protect yourself, your information, your audience, so that you don't get caught up in some of the things that I've even got caught up in in the past because I didn't know any better. I didn't know what technology did. I didn't know what having a strategy meant. And so you're in for a treat today because I'm going to be talking to founder and chief alchemist, which I love that word, Brandy Bernowski. And welcome to the show, Brandy, first off. <laughs> oh, thank you so much for having me, Angela. I'm so excited to speak with you um, just about all these fun things today. Yes. So before we like jump into everything and, and y'all, so Brandy, she's a digital strategist, which is the most important thing. She does website developing. I mean, she's an entrepreneur, classic entrepreneur, 
at heart. And so she's going to help us really make better decisions. Like I don't, I don't, and, and no question is a stupid question, you guys like the, and so I like saying this, we're, this will help you make a more informed, better decision when it comes to like the whole technology and what, what you need to use in your business and what you need to know and like what you don't need to know. But before we jump in, how did you choose the name of your company, Alchemy and AIM? That's so oh, cute. Yeah. It's yeah. clever. But how did you come up with that? I will tell you, I have always had incredible difficulty naming things. Like even back really? in like when I would write poetry in high school and I'd have to like add a title. I It was so intensely like laborious for me. Like I just couldn't do it. <laughs> Writing papers, like titling them. I'm like, come on. I don't, I wrote the paper. Do I really have to title it? And it was funny. So I started out as a freelance developer. And so I just used my name. I was just like, Hey, Brandy Bernoski, like reach me on my website. It's so, yeah. so simple. And it wasn't until I started actually growing the business, um, which I discovered is something that you can do when you're a fr freelancer, you can mm -hmm. grow a business, not just freelance mm -hmm. forever. Um, and I hired a assistant and two other developers to work with me. And my assistant finally said to me one day, she said, you know, you have a really legitimate business here, but when I'm talking to people about the work that I do with you and I tell them I work for Brandy Bernowski, it doesn't really sound like anything to them. You know, it's, I, I'm not this like huge name that's been on Oprah or anything like that. So <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it just, it doesn't have any weight. And she said, she said to me, you know, you should consider naming the company. And I kind of thought long and hard about this. Cause at this point I, I really thought it was going to stay small, but for me, like in order to, to really grow the company and not just have the focus be on me, but have it be on, on the team, which is something that I really love. I'm like, okay, I got to name it. So I was sitting on my French porch, front porch. I was living in Charlottesville, Virginia at the time and just kind of like rocking on the rocking chair and being like, Oh God, what do I name this thing? Like, how do I even come up with it? And it like bolt out of the blue. It was like alchemy name. Clearly that's what it, you should call it. And it, I mean, there really? are moments. That... When, yeah. Like it was like divine download and that does not happen to me often, but I was like that it's yes. Yes. I like, I liked this idea of like the alchemy and the transformation with like the aim and the purpose and like the goal. So it was like transforming, but transforming like towards a particular goal. And it just, it felt so right for what we did. That is so, cause like when I look at the, I, you know how, when you don't know the story about something, you just make things up in your head because yep. that's what human beings do. And so I'm like, I wonder if she like loves chemistry and then aiming, like aim high, like aim for the stars. And I'm like, yeah. I wonder what that means. <laughs> so, so like legitimate background is that I, I, I was a physics major. Um, my, okay. my specialty was <laughs> astrophysics. I did a, a whole cool. like special piece in astrophysics and the aim actually came a little bit from my archery background as well. So it's not like it totally came out of nowhere. Like there were these pieces of myself from the past that were just kind of like merging together into this name in this interesting way. Okay. So there is a little bit of story. There is a little bit of story behind it, but I, I don't think I realized oh, it at the time I was naming it. Okay. I'm with you though. Cause like for so long, well, it still kind of happens to me, but it's like when you're out there and you put yourself out there for so many years and then, um, you know, in my, my little town outside of Nashville, like 
everyone said my name instead of like the company name. And then I joined this entrepreneur group and they're like, you can never sell that really. Mm -hmm. And then I had a branding coach and he's like, actually you could, I mean, look at Martha Stewart and all the stuff she does. I'm like, yeah, but like how many Martha Stewart's are there in the world? You know, like it's so far few in between. And so I think that your assistant, uh, was really awesome to like speak up and say, Hey, like it, we should have like this company name because when you do start adding team members, um, you know, depending on where your name is or if it means something, it is easier definitely to like have like the company name. Um, so before, but you, before you became like doing digital strategy, because that wasn't a thing 20 years ago when I started And I mean, website development definitely was, I remember I hired the first guy, which is still my guy and his company uh, to this day, but we had a beautiful flash website (laughs) and things have changed so much. Um, But take us back, like, did you grow up around entrepreneurs, like in technology, in the digital space? Like, how have you gotten to where you are today? Uh, a lot of twists and turns is really the answer. Okay. Um, no one in my family is an entrepreneur. It was actually rather difficult starting my business because everyone thought I had lost my mind. I was leaving like yep. a well-paying job with benefits and uh, they really did think I was crazy. So no, no entrepreneurs. My dad, my dad though, when I was growing up, he used to, um, he would sometimes like build our PCs and I would just help him, mm-hmm. you know, like I would teach myself programs on the computer. It was just kind of the natural part, I think, of growing up in the 90s when, you know, you would wait for the dial tone for AOL to connect and things like that. Like you were just experimenting <laughs> with whatever came your way. And I, I went to school for theater, uh, got my degree okay. in theater and then ended up back in more school. Like, again, like not in totally connected to um, the digital space or websites at all. But um, what really happened is back around maybe 2008, um, 2007, 2008, I started a blog and I learned, like, I remember a friend of mine, I started it, I built it on a website with like HTML and a friend of mine was like, you really need a RSS feed. And so like, here I am on Google going like, RSS feed, what is this thing called? What is that? RSS feed? <laughs> and uh, eventually got myself on WordPress because my HTML site did not have an RSS feed. So, Ah. I mean, I, I will say my background in physics did give me some basic coding skills that I was able to translate, but it was really like, I just, I wanted to write, like, I just started a blog to blog and to meet people and flirt with this really cute guy at work and see what happens. (laughs) And yeah, I mean, like being honest, um, I love it. And, and I just, I really like, I just had enough little bits of knowledge that I started playing with the site myself and like, you know, changing the background, moving some piece over here. And that just grew and grew in time. Um, I mean, I went, I went off to grad school, which was again, totally not related to this space. And then eventually left grad school early, got a job. And I was just doing all of this stuff on the side just because I enjoyed doing it. And because I wanted to have a space that was mine truly, you know, that like represented me and what I loved at the time. Um, not just in terms of content, but look, and 
I hit the point where I was like, you know what? I don't think I have to sit in this cube anymore. I think I could actually make some money doing this. So was that scary for you? Like, oh my gosh, I'm going to start my own thing. It was a little scary, but it also felt so necessary. Like I was actually more scared at that point of not taking the leap and staying in that cube and just, you know, sticking with the job of what would happen to me. Um, then I was diving into it. I'm like, I real reality at that, that point in my life, like I was single, I had kids, you know, I'm like, worst case scenario, I go live with my parents. If everything, you know, fails, it's like really like that is not even at, I think I was what, like 33 at the time. I was like, that's even at 33. If I fail, I go home to my parents for a few months and I pick myself back up and do it different. Right. 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 Yeah. Do you remember the first website you built? I mean, besides mine, I feel like the very first website I built was for, probably for a friend of mine who was a photographer. I feel like I okay. tweaked so many sites. Like I don't even remember like the first full build. Okay. Um, but it, it was kind of surprising how quickly they started stacking up after that. And, um, getting like the first, like, I feel like the first real site I built actually was also for a photographer. Like he came to me, I don't even know how he found me. We still work together to this day. Um, he's, he's just one of those like awesome people, um, who, who does incredible work with entrepreneurs. And, um, I remember being like half terrified, like I knew how to do 90% of what he was asking. And there was like 10% that I was just not sure about, but I was like, you know what? I'll figure mm -hmm. it out. Say yes, yep. figure it out. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. How have things changed? Like from when you started to do, um, did it just start out with doing websites and then you morphed into like, oh my God, these people need a strategy? Yes. Or was it? Yeah. That was pretty much it. I, I remember. That. Well, I remember even in my early days, like when I was just working with bloggers and like helping them set up their sites, they'd often come to me and they'd be like, okay, so on my sidebar, I need links to Instagram and Facebook and Pinterest and Google plus and Tumblr and YouTube. And like they had all, and I, I, I remember thinking, do you really have time to do all those? Like, right. It, it started that simple. Like maybe the idea isn't to do everything. It's to do just a few things well. And so that's kind of where like my strategy began to emerge. And it was really, as I did more and more websites, um, I started to just um, make bigger picture connections for the clients of like, it's not just about having a pretty site. It's also about having a site that's very strategic and like gets the job done for your business. But you have to understand your business first and who your ideal clients are and what they want in order to build that site. So it, it was kind of just like a natural outgrowth of working with so many fantastic entrepreneurs, seeing what was working and what wasn't working on their websites and for their businesses, and really just starting to speak up and say, you know what, this button is like, no one's going to see it. Like if the goal of this page is to could have people sign up, we need to make it easy for them to sign up. We can't hide the sign up and everything else. Um, and that's, that's yeah. really kind of how it developed. It's just, it's like, listen to your audience and provide what they need. And sometimes like, it's not what they want to hear, but like, I don't know how to 
do it any other way than tell, tell people like, uh, no, this isn't gonna convert. <laughs> like, yeah. And what you think and what consumers are actually doing is two different things. Um, but so talk to us about like, for, for everyone that's listening, how can you be authentic in the digital space? Because right now it's super freaking noisy. And I know like you and I know that it could look a little different from like some people who are just not techie and digital. Like how can that still happen? I think the core of it really is keeping it simple. There's so much happening in the world we live in right now that there is nothing more glorious than arriving on a website and knowing where to click or what to do. Mm-hmm. Everything. Like just lead people. Like show them what the next step is. And I think it's really speaking to people's hearts too. Like if you really understand what it is your ideal client wants, like what it is that keeps them awake at night and keeps them tossing and turning, and you can provide a solution for that, really speaking to it and speaking to them. Not just speaking in like a, hi, my name is Brandy and I'm a website developer and I solve all of your problems. Like no one wants you to be their hero. They want to be their own heroes and Mm -hmm. they want you to help them see how they can make that transformation for themselves. So I think it's really like core, speak to people, do not overcomplicate things. There's, there's nothing worse this happened to me actually today. A friend of mine said, oh my gosh, you need to speak with this person. He's the leader in his field. Like he is the person in the, in the Western hemisphere to go to for this. And I got to his site and I will tell you there are, I, I still haven't figured it out yet. There's at least 40 links and there's no clear contact. I'm not sure which, where I should click. There's like at least wow. five different payment types for different things. It's no, there's no, like here is your first step. And I think that is everything is just giving people, if this is what you're looking for, take the first step this way. If you're looking for this work with me, this is the first step. I really think that's, that's a good, that's a good portion of the battle because we so want to just fire hose people and show everything we know when we really just need to give them the next best step. Well, and also like leading them down an experience and like, and like we have a client right now and they have awesome, they have like 10 different amazing training programs, but one program builds off of another program and then another program. And so it is very much a built, like you start here and then it's a prerequisite to do these other things. And I'm like, then we don't need to showcase all these other things on the website. It should come next, like in the funnel. And people don't understand that. Um, so I'm glad that I like got into the space and like educated myself and had some really great coaches and mentors who understand it because I feel like every two years people need to update their website. Like, what are you seeing in the digital space? Like how, when are you not relevant anymore? I mean, I think people really should be, I, I look at my website and some of my clients' websites probably at least on a every six month basis, because I think oh, wow. as the world shifts, you need to make shifts as well. Sometimes they're not big shifts. Sometimes they're just like little refinements. It's like realizing that 
there's a better message that you can have after someone hits submit on the contact form that gives them something to do while they're waiting to connect with you. It could be that simple, just like a refinement. But it also could be, you know, that there's a huge global pandemic and people's buying behaviors are changed and their worries are, are changing and you need to update the language that you have on the site, maybe the images that you have on the site. It's not always that you need to like rehaul everything, but you need to, you need to kind of stay engaged with people and not think of a website as some sort of like passive tool that you build once and don't have to worry about and it's going to magically work for you. It doesn't, it doesn't work that way. It's, it's like a car. It needs to be tended to and you need to give it some care and love mm -hmm. and you need to revisit it and say like, is it taking me where I want it, where I want to go or do I need to make some shifts? I love that. And I think the car analogy is what where, where people or adults who can drive yeah. um, is a great analogy. Cause the other day, again, with another client, we were explaining, um, he's like, well, we have WordPress, but I want Shopify. I'm like, why do you want Shopify? <laughs> like, yeah, that's a complete, that's its own platform in itself. And you're not an e-commerce company. So, but he had heard a friend or someone else like talk about it and they have swag. I'm like, yeah, but that's not your main jam. Like, yeah. like you're good on WordPress. Like we just need to update some things. So what are some opportunities that business owners are missing on their website? Like when you go to somebody's website, cause you know, we, we probably went through it. I mean, I, I look at the breadcrumb. I look at the copyright. Mm -hmm. I look if it's secure and it's like, yeah. there's just things that I just can't help not look for. Um, so what are those opportunities that you see that people are missing? I mean, I think the biggest opportunity is that it, the website is a place of building trust. So having something like the SSL certificate that adds the little lock on the site. I mean, it's, it's essential if you're running e-commerce or selling anything, but I think it's just one of those little things that says, Hey, I'm protecting your privacy. You know, I'm protecting any information you send to me. Same thing with like the privacy policy. Like I want people, especially today, I say like I have higher standards for the businesses I do business with now that I'm a business owner. And I'm like, I want people to put me first and be transparent with me and be really authentic with me. And that's everything from like having a privacy policy to like really laying out the plan and showing me where all of the, the information is. But I think, you know, one of one of the biggest problems, and it's kind of like something that we've just inherited from the past, is that people are still thinking about their websites as like, this is my digital presence. It's, this is so much more than digital presence. This is digital experience of you. Like, if it's, I feel like today we cannot always be in rooms with each other and they can't always see how like, lively and awesome and vivacious we are and and how much we are really like we are leading with our hearts and wanting to serve people and help them it, it, that's got to come through on the website as a result and it's really about crafting that experience and crafting that journey through the site and making sure at every point of the way that's coming through and it doesn't just drop off i feel like that 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 happened I, i'm seeing this get better but a lot in the past you get to the about page and you'd read the, someone's about profile and then it would just end. And like, mm -hmm. you didn't know, like, I guess I scroll back up to the page and I try to find where to go next. Um, little <laughs> details like that of just saying, and here's what you want to do next. Now you want to contact me, go check out my blog, download this free thing. So 
you really have to think about it as like crafting an experience and like having almost different rooms in a house. And like, how, how do you lead them in between the rooms? What, what makes sense? Um, where do you want them to end up at the end? And how can you just make it feel special? Like a real interaction. I feel like, you know, so much, just even in that like little bit of languaging can really change it from like, you know, a contact form that's like, thank you for reaching out. We will contact you within four, 24 to 48 hours. And like mm-hmm. putting some personality behind that. And, yep. you know, kind of adding some, some real, um, just joy into the connection there. It matters people it and does. it makes a difference. <laughs> like let your personality shine like a hundred percent. Um, I love like signing up for, uh, potential clients. Like I'll go to their site and then sign up for, um, you know, like a pop-up will come up mm-hmm. and then I'll see what happens. 90% of the time I don't get anything. I don't get an email. Yes. I don't get a text and nothing. And so then I'm like, what, what, why do you have pop up on your website? But then there's no funnel connected to it. And then they're like, what do you mean a pop up? Literally this happened the other day. I'm like, um, the, the, the pop-up, like the box thing <laughs> that comes up on your website. And um, she didn't even know it was there. She yeah. like hired a company to do it, but then she just hired him to do the website. It just, it blows my mind. Just the little experience just to know, guys, if you have a pop-up, that information needs to go somewhere. And then it needs to be segmented based on who your audience is. <laughs> And then you have some type of a four, three to four series pipeline or something to get people into your pipeline so that you can add value, yeah. um, which all comes down to completely having a strategy. Um, now, there are a lot of different tech tools out there and softwares and platforms that we can choose from, which it used to, I feel like it just used to be like, oh, WordPress, Wix, this was way before, this yeah, blog after. Yeah. 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 Um, but there's a lot of choices now. And so from your professional just experience, like what do people, if you're a business owner, what technology is absolutely essential for your business? I mean, I think having like a great email system and follow-up system, whatever that looks like, some sort of like, you know, CRM, like MailChimp or active campaign or convert kit. Um, I think those are essential in most business. Some way to like take the people you work with and don't, and you don't forget about them. You know, it's not just like lost in a contact somewhere. Like you are nurturing and building a relationship with them. I think that is just core. Having a website, depending upon what, you know, for for me, it's like the website, a platform can vary. Um, That's really where it comes to understanding like the business and then mm-hmm. I think everything else really beyond that is just about, is just about the right fit for the business. So it's, it's kind of funny because I think the pop-up is a great example, but technology in general is a great example too of people who are like, and you need to have these 17 apps and these 17 programs and like, you know, these 30, 17 different things. It's just like, it's exhausting. <laughs> um, but it's, yeah. it's kind of like, um, it's kind of like you're hearing about all the magic pills out there, but really what it is about is, is building the right big picture for you. And sometimes that's actually simpler than you would expect. Um, not everyone needs 
a crazy project management system. Some people do, especially if you have a team, you probably need a really good project management system. But if it's just you and you are, you know, you love um, writing in journals and like dressing them up and, and going back to them, that might be a better technology, frankly, even if it's analog. So I think it's really all about finding that right, that right fit for what you do. But I think core is how do you build relationships, period. Like if, if you can get the right tools for building relationships, and I really think that is like, you know, a client relationship management tool, some sort of newsletter tool usually is, is, is you know, we're referring to when we say client relationship management. Um, and then, you know, the website piece, and then you can add on from there. So what are your thoughts when people are writing like the text, like writing the copy for the website, mm -hmm. should they write as though they're talking to one person or talking to an audience? I think that depends upon like, if you're talking about maybe like a blog post, I think it could depend upon the blog post. I really think, I think when you're writing the actual website content, you are talking to a person but the person may have more than one personality is kind of how I look at it. So um, let's say I am a financial planner and I want to write to my ideal client. My ideal client probably feels a lot of different things. Like there's ideal clients out there and they may feel like lost and confused or they may feel frustrated by their numbers or they may feel anxious every time they go. I think you can kind of like tune into a lot of different emotions that people may feel, but it really, it, there's something so wonderful when you arrive on a website and you are reading the copy and you're like, Oh my gosh, they're talking to me. Like this person knows me. They're inside my head. They're reading my thoughts right now. Cause that's the only explanation for why these text words are on this page. That's a really, really magical feeling when you are able to that deeply connect with your ideal client. So I think it's just like, keep that person in mind. Um, I actually wrote, I just redid my, um, my website's homepage. It's not live yet, but, um, I mean, maybe the time that this interview comes out, it will be, but at least it's <laughs> not live at the moment. And I really focused on, on just one of my ideal clients and just speaking like, what do I need to tell her next in order to uh -huh. get her to, to take the next step? And then I kind of step back and I look at it from a broader perspective, like, okay, like now let me think about a bunch of other people and would it apply to them? It, it does, you know, it is, it's even when you're talking to that one person, it ends up being pretty universal. So I think it's really nice when you can just drill down to like getting intimate with someone on a website, even if it's your website copy. Yeah. And well, and for the longest time, like I didn't really get it. <laughs> and so yeah. one of my friends, she's like, just like you're talking to me right now. She's like, just say that. Like, it's not that hard. And I'm like, but when you're not a writer, it is that hard because you try to be like all professional and yeah. your punctuation. But what I've actually learned in, um, having team members help me with copy and then doing some of it myself, which I'm not a writer. I, I don't, I, I don't even pretend to have like grammatically correct sentences, but even when I'm the one doing it, 
you know, I shorthand a lot of things, but like people still resonated with it. So mm-hmm. now every once in a while we do have those people and they're like, Oh, Angela, you misspelled that. Or you really should put a period there. I'm like, is that what you're getting out of my content? Because I'm not good at um, being grammatically correct. Like, in fact, I make fun of myself a lot. You can't be good at everything. Um, thanks for telling me, but like, I really don't care. <laughs> like, I'm not yeah. gonna, you know, go back. And for me, it's about getting a message out there. It's not so much about having to be perfect because no one is perfect. And if you try to act perfect, people can't relate to you because no. that's not real life. Come on, people. <laughs> so, come on. Um, do you have like a favorite industry or project or client that you have gotten to work on where? you really were able to change their mindset of, Hey, let me do like, they come in with all these ideas and then you're like, I, you know, I'm the expert. I know what I'm doing. Let me just take this. And then you like blew them away. I will say for me, I work with a lot of like real thought leaders. So I, I really do trust that they know their audiences pretty well. So I really tend to kind of frame my approach more like a collaboration. And and it's just, I think this is where it goes back to like my philosophy training. Like I can convince anyone of anything and they don't even know they've Mm -hmm. been convinced of it sometimes. Like, Mm -hmm. um, but I go back to that and just really look at, you know, why are they asking for what they're asking and how do we get to a place where it's going to feel like magic for them? So I did have, um, really well-known, uh, business coach come to me and she wanted to do a website and she was pretty actually, she, she was like, I know what I want. I need this very modern magazine layout and all these, you know, special details. And it was interesting because as we took her to the, through the process, we discovered she didn't want that really. Like she oh, actually really wanted something that was a little like just bold in its simplicity. Like she thought she wanted bold in its complexity. And actually it was all about like bold and in simplicity instead. Um, so, you know, sometimes we even discover things in the process of working with someone, um, that we didn't expect when we began. And I, I find like those are actually the most joyful moments of like, even just getting in deeper with someone's business and realizing like, Oh yeah, there's, there's actually a whole different way to do this. Let's, let's reframe this and let's, you know, take a different approach to actually get you to really, really where you want to be, not where you think you should be. Well, and also too, like what is going to be um, best for your audience so they can relate yes. to you, right? Like yes. that's what I, I, I see the biggest miss of where it's like, oh, that's not what, you're like at all, but your site like does this. So what are your thoughts when people say to you, do I really need a website? I mean, I have a million followers on Instagram. Yeah. Well, I will actually say there have been times I've told people not to have a website. And that's typically when they're in this super, super early phase where they haven't even sold a thing yet. Like they're like, I'm going, I'm starting this. I need a website. And the website actually is a procrastination technique. And I think the bigger challenge for them is to go get like three clients first. So I tell them like, you don't need a website. You need to get three clients, then come back to me because we're going to be able to create a better website once you know who you're actually working with. So I've, I have said that, um, but I have, I've had people who have had 
phenomenal followings on social media and they come, they, you know, we start having this website conversation and they're like, well, I don't really know if I need it. Like everyone's just on, they're so on Instagram and yes, they are, but it, it is true. If, if that platform disappeared tomorrow, you know, if, if any of any social media platform, and it's all possible, you know, there's like little outages and blips and things like that. Mm-hmm. Your audience isn't yours in that case. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's really, really wonderful to make sure you have a home for people to come to that they can always find you um, and that you can get them on a list and really build a legit relationship with them. I, I kind of feel like social media is like, it, it's kind of like the party you go to where you get to meet new people and make connections, but then you want to follow up. And the real follow up doesn't happen on social media. Like the deepening I think happens via your list on your website and in other ways that you can connect with people. So it doesn't, does your website need to be complex? Not necessarily, but you do need to have that ownership of your audience. Otherwise they, they could up and disappear tomorrow. You could be, I mean, people have had instances where they've been like blocked all of a sudden on Facebook or Instagram for whatever reason and have had trouble Mm -hmm. regaining that or been hacked. And I think it's as really crucial today um, to make sure you've got those right pieces in place so that those, those people are going to follow you no matter where you go, no matter what is there in, in the social media world. So I'm assuming your logo is, um, comes from your archery background. A little bit. I'm just, how did you get into that? That's so cool. I honestly had wanted to try that forever. Like I kept, it was, I think I tried, like my parents took us on a vacation to the Poconos when I was a kid. And I, I tried it like at one of those resorts and it just stuck with me. And for years, I just didn't have the um, flexibility in my schedule to be able to do it. Like I remember even being at um, in a San Diego, which is a, like a real mecca for archery, really. But the archery club met the same day that my colloquium met, and I did not. I had to be at the colloquium. Like that was my requirement as a, a PhD student. And um, it wasn't until like I got a job in the Washington D.C. area that I I was able to like just take it up, and I was very fortunate that I was introduced to the right people. And I, you know, I found two really fantastic um, female archers who were just willing to mentor me and, and teach me. Um, And yeah, it was just kind of like unexpected pastime that I I fell in love with. And I mean, to the point where I like decided I wanted to become an instructor and learn how to teach other people. Are you? I am. I don't get to do it so much these days. Um, unfortunately, like the place I moved does not have as much archery nearby um, to where I live. And I had to, I ended up moving home to be close to my, my family. Um, so there's nothing very close by, but I still like, I love the opportunity to work with people and teach them. It's so much fun. It's one of those places where like, I feel like I start to see things about people like, oh, you're rushing through your shots. Where else do you rush in life? And they're like, oh, how do you know that about me? And I'm like, yeah, you know, that's so it, cool. It's a metaphor in so many ways. So, did you shoot like um, 
you know, in the movies, you see people put paper up on trees and, you know, you're like shooting or did you like bird hunt or like, no, I, I, the only thing I've ever hunted are like foam targets. So, um, I have been pretty much like a target archer. There's, there's different types and, um, yeah, I mean, so there's like paper targets and you can do paper targets indoor or outdoors. And then, um, Mm -hmm. outdoors during like the spring and summer and fall season, they also have 3d archery where they put up these like foam animal targets and it's just, it's fun. Um, I mean, well, and and it's great because like, it's not just like typical, like, oh, you're going to, you know, shoot a foam deer. Like the company that makes these targets, they have like a velociraptor. Um, a gargoyle like so it's actually like it's challenging but it's just it really is just a a good time and I feel like what I love about it in general is that it actually has taught me a lot about business too like just of how I how reactive I could be sometimes and how that was filtering into my business so like I started doing that that thing to myself where I was like huh is this true in other places of my life too and you know it was so it's uh it's both fun and great to do, but it also is very um, reflective as well. It seems like it would teach like focus and patience, like focus. prepping and setting. And yes. Like, all the, like focusing. What, I mean, the thing that I love, it, it, it also teaches an emphasis on process, not outcome. Like if you don't have the right mm. process down, sometimes you have to shift the process to get to the outcome you want. You don't just like keep doing the same thing over and over again and hope the arrows land in different places. Like sometimes you need to shift what you're doing to get the results. So it was, it's one of, and and sometimes you also just need to enjoy the process. Like if you're, if you don't enjoy the process, you're never going to really enjoy the result. Not truly. You're always going to be focused on that instead of just focused on being in the flow and then in the joy of what you're doing. Well, I, I mean, some people like they just think of the Hunger Games, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, uh, you know, like people are, are out there fight, which I never really got into that. But, you know, I've seen uh, um, I've seen it and the costumes are incredible uh, and their outfits are incredible. But is it like you're out in the woods or it's like you're stationary and you're just there practicing and focusing on trying to hit a target. I mean, it's one thing that you're focused on. Yeah. I mean, it's both. I mean, if you don't do, if you don't do the stationary work, if you don't focus on all of the little micro shifts that you need to make in your alignment, in your stance, in, in your center of gravity, in the way that you release the string, if you're not doing that work, you're also not going to be as accurate when you're in the field and you're like hiking a course and, you know, taking a shot at a target, grabbing your arrow, hiking to the next, you know, target. Um, You've, you've got to do the base foundation work. (laughs) It's like, again, it's like, I could just be talking about business too simultaneously. Like you have to do that base foundation work in order to take it to the next level and to be able to, to do the, the, the stranger longer shots that, um, seem a little impossible at the time. But if you've, if you've worked on everything else, if you've worked on the form and on the process, you're going to get to that point and you're going to hit the target. It's so interesting. It's so, I love it. It's so interesting. So one, one more question, like what does 
every business owner need before. So like there's people who've never had a website mm-hmm. and then there's people that have had many websites. I, I call it a facelift, yeah. <laughs> but on both ends, like if you've never had a website, what do you need to know to before you're getting ready to start it? And then if you're 20, 30 years old and you need to go through a facelift, is that the same strategy or is it totally different because you have existing digital presence? Um, Definitely when you have existing digital presence, there's just more to clean up and do. So there's definitely a slightly different approach. I think at the core of both of them, you need to understand who you're talking to. And, and really revisit that. Like I revisit that on a normal basis in my business. I don't always assume I'm still talking to the exact same person. I evolve, they evolve, the world evolves. Um, even I think more core to that is understanding who you are. Like, and that can take time sometimes, but I like to, um, I like to kind of, you know, call it like building around my own crazy. Like I need to build a website that helps me do my genius work and my crazy creativity work. And if I, if I, if I know, if I understand that and I understand who I'm talking to, though, that's, that's like 90% of the equation. Everything else is, is like small details of like, do you want to keep this old page or get rid of it? Or, you know, do we need to remap this or not? Um, I think if, if you're kind of just constantly, um, if you've got, if you've got that core vision of, of where you're going, who you're talking to and who you are. That's really, that's the same foundation every time. So are you able to sit down with a, a new business owner and like craft out a strategy in a day or is it something that evolves over time? I, I think, you know, it depends how new they are. So if they're like, again, if they're totally new, haven't even had a client yet, it is going to evolve over time because they're going to have a better understanding of who they're working with as they start to work with people. Um, But so often I think there are some just kind of like the core basics of what someone actually needs to get going can really be determined in a day. Like, you know, sometimes it's just about like, let's get you the framework so that you can discover more as you start to do this work and better understand exactly what it is that you're allowing to happen in the world with the clients you work with. And then, so for you personally with your company, do you like working with brand new or do you find it more fascinating to work with people that have had content for 20 years? I personally love working with people who've, who've had, who've had some experience in the past or have started something um, okay. We, yeah. We still totally start with brand new businesses. Sometimes I have a client uh, who came to me last year. She was in the middle of writing a book, um, had gotten a phenomenal book deal. And pretty much she's like, I want to be that person that people think of when they think of like negotiation, like she was really mm-hmm. ready. And um, she's been just a joy and like blast to work with because she's willing to to listen to my like my ideas not just about the website but about the business too like we've awesome. really gone into it together and at the same time you know it's so nice when you can take someone who um, we have a, a financial planner who actually we're working with she's not a planner but she's kind of like a financial coach and she's been at mm-hmm. this for years multiple best-selling books and 
you know, our first conversation, she's like, I've never liked any of my websites. <laughs> And so many people say that. Yes, they do. I know. I don't understand. And we're at the point where we've now designed a website for her that she is just like, oh my gosh, this is what I've always wanted. And that's so, it's Aww. such a point when you can start, you know, helping them make that transition. So I, I find joy in all of it. Like it's, it's a blast. Sometimes, um, you know, sometimes it, it, it makes more sense for some of my team to work with people. Sometimes I have to go with deep with them. It just kind of all depends. We really, we really look to find like the best fit for the people that we're working with so that they are going to get the best results out of the process as a whole. That's awesome. Do you do any work with astrology at all? Uh, yeah, I mean, sort of. <laughs> so I, I'm looking at your website and I'm like, I wonder if she like loves like astrology and I how do. it all plays in. Like I can just tell like from your website, like tell us how, like more. I love this. So, <laughs> yeah. Astrology. Oh gosh. So one of my, my favorite <laughs> clients, her name's uh, Jen Rassiopi. Um, She is an astrologer. She's also my coach. And okay. so we use astrology in my business. Like I, I have a company that I wanted to launch in September until I talked to Jen and she's like, nope not until December. She's like, she's like, you don't want to launch during this time. Here's what's happening astrologically. I, mm. there's that scientist in me. That's just like, how, but how, how do I resolve this with my, my scientific background? But the mm -hmm. truth of the matter, there's, there's two things. One is, yeah, it just works for me. Like legitimately I encounter these things in my chart and it really syncs up with what I'm experiencing. I also really, really love that cyclical nature of astrology, which I think is, you know, missing from so much in our culture, like, you know, moving through cycles as opposed to like linear um, time, mm -hmm. it, 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 it helps you think differently about what you're doing when you think of things as cycles than if you think of them as like a straight line and you have to get from point A to point B. So I've utilized it both because it, it kind of opens my mind, but frankly, it, it really does. Like I am almost always on point. I, I start experiencing something and then I find out like, you know, the new moon is in my, you know, 10th house. Yep. And I'm like, well, oh my God, that's why this is coming up for me. Like, because this is what comes up when your new moon is in the 10th house. So it has been, I, I think it's a phenomenal tool for understanding yourself. Yeah. And, um, from really just, you know, connecting with like this bigger picture of the universe. And I really, really like it from that perspective. Like I find it's just, it works for me overall. Do you use, um, it's just a phase app or do you use any of those app, the moon apps? I have, I've got a moon app on my computer. I don't uh -huh. I, I will say I'm not like hyper tuned in to a lot of things. Like I usually pay attention to like new moon, full moon. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like that's all I can handle within like the monthly time frame. I'm like, Oh, anything more than that might be a little overwhelming. <laughs> I know some people like really tune into like the moon today is in Capricorn and this is how my day's going to go. That's, that's a little more fine grain. Too granular. <laughs> yeah. For, for me it is for other people. It absolutely works. So, um, I, I think it's, you know, it's just, it's one of those just tools that's out there and available for us to kind of use in different ways and experiment with and you see what works, you see what doesn't. Yeah. No, I love it. I just, I wondered because I was like looking at some of your design stuff on um, your site and I'm like, 
this just reminds me of like astrology and like, I'm very into it. Um, but like you were saying, like making decisions around it and like listening to that, like I'm not, I don't look at it every day or anything, but if like, I'm really, if I'm having like a really hard time, like making a decision, mm-hmm. it definitely helps. Like, yeah. I just, I think that it's, um, a, like fun, healthy way to just have fun with things if when you're like stressed and I'm yeah. like, Oh, that's why that's happening. <laughs> And it, it, it just opens up like possibilities of seeing the this, this situation in a different way too, which mm-hmm. can sometimes just help you make that decision. Not that it's making the decision for you. That's not what it's about, but it can just help shift it and be like, oh, so that's why I'm, I operate that way. You know, like now I understand it. And it, yeah, it, it's, it's provided some really phenomenal insights into, into how I am as a business owner and entrepreneur. I love it. Well, if people want to connect with you, what is the best way for them to connect on digital strategy, website development, all that good stuff? Really, the best bet is go to alchemyandaim.com, head over to the contact page, fill out the form, and I will email you back. Like, I love having conversations and and meeting with people um, and really just helping people find out what the best next step for them is. That's awesome. This was so enlightening. And um, I could ask you questions all day long because I'm a nerd. Like, I love this stuff, but we're out of time. (laughs) So is there a favorite social platform that you would want people to connect with you? Yeah, it's Instagram for sure. I'm there um, under Alchemy and AIM as well as under Brandy Bernoski. Okay. Awesome. And we'll put that in the show notes to make it easy for y'all to go and connect with Brandy. Thank you so much for your time today and your insight. This was amazing. Thank you, Angela. It was a blast to chat with you today. Awesome. And if you're listening, thank you so, so much for your time today. Stay productive and be sure to tune in next week for another episode of Business Unveiled. Y'all have a great day. Bye. That's it for this week's episode of Business Unveiled. Now that you have all the tools that you need to conquer the world and GSD, get shit done, would you share this with your friends and fellow business leaders? One thing that would really, really help us and help new listeners is for you to rate the show and leave a comment in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you tune in and listen to Business Unveiled. You can check out the show notes at angelaprofit.com slash podcast and link up with us on social media so you can share your biggest insights. And I want to know your aha moments. Until next week, remember the profitable shifts and structures you're creating in your business help you be more present in your life. So get out there and GSD.